Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas time, baby. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Uncaging with me, Satyam Kanal, David Toro. Hello guys. <laughs> and hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you had a great Christmas. I think there's a bit of a lag between you and me, but anyways. Um, hope you had a great Christmas, David. Hope everyone had a, had a great Christmas. Um, Eve, I should say, because today is Christmas. So, hope everyone is having a great Christmas. Um, and today we're thinking of doing something a bit different and a bit special. Uh, so it's basically a holiday special. So. We just wanted to be very casual, just talk a little bit about ourselves, um, about what we're what what we thought 2020 was like, um, what we hope for in 2021, and also talk about the podcast and Nicolas Cage like in the upcoming year. Um, so for this episode, there are no spoilers, so you can stay with us and enjoy it throughout without worrying about something being spoiled, unless like you've not gone through 2020 but anyways how are you david i'm doing well we're we're in new york right now we're about to have some christmas dinner so looking forward to that i think we're gonna have lasagna and yeah getting hungry i haven't eaten today preparing for the lasagna so how how's your christmas day it's good but as let me just ask you so what is a typical okay what is a typical european christmas dinner like what is a typical american Christmas dinner like and like what differences because as you know I'm from Nepal Christmas was just like a novelty thing for us you know it's not like our thing so I didn't grow up grow up like eating like a traditional Christmas dinner or what have you though like whatever Christmas things I've experienced it's been since here and like it's I understand it's like a family dinner you know like a nice gathering and whatnot yeah so so in Spain my mom normally makes um dinner Christmas Eve night and she does she just does like a turkey for everyone um this year I know they only hosted my aunt and uncle uh because you know COVID obviously so um I don't think that she had made turkey this year because they're massive like they'll we've fed almost close to 12 people in in um prior Christmases but in the U.S. I'm not sure um the times well I've been I've been here um in New York for many Christmases with Tara's family, but we just get together in the past. Um, they have, um, like, chicken parm. Um, they have, and it's all homemade, too. Um, they have just, like, I would say, like, like a huge buffet, almost. Um, and there's tons of people, so it's, it's really fun when I come here for Christmas. And then for New Year's in Spain, it's also a big dinner, and... I understand that it's not as big of a deal here, but in Spain we have um, we have seafood, we have um, we have any meat, but maybe not turkey because that would be just repeating it for from Christmas Eve. Um, and then we have it like way later at night. We'll have it like close to ten or ten thirty, so that the celebration kicks off at midnight when it's the New Year. I see. So like osabuco needs to be is being cooked like. Exactly. You know, like the dinner episode. In Spain, they don't even start until 11, right? When in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome, yep. Yeah, okay, I, I hope, see, I I see, hope I that Office fans got that. Yeah, 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 I think. Celia definitely yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, I mean, food, good food everywhere here and in in uh, Spain during this time of year. So yeah, very, very exciting. So would it be fair to compare um, Christmas dinner of Europe to Thanksgiving dinner of the US? Except like it's not it's not the Thanksgiving type. Like we don't we don't we're not doing it because we're, you know, thankful for anything. It's just Christmas. But um, in terms of food and sides and yeah, yeah, I'd say I'd say that that's a fair, okay, okay. fair assessment. Yeah. So that's the vibe of it, I would say. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then just okay. the hosting, cool, cool. hosting awesome. tons of people and and just like talking until whenever. And actually, my aunt and uncle had to go home earlier because there was a um, curfew in Spain. So they extended it for a Christmas Eve night and they had to be back at one thirty, which is kind of a random hour because like it could be noon, it could be or not noon. It could be midnight, it could be 11, but it was one thirty. So yeah, normally we would we would be there until like two or three a.m. at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's really cool. Um, for me, it was actually uh, I live in a unique home situation, as you know. I have three other roommates from other parts of the world, so um, Chinese, Korean, and French friend. Um, so we usually just do like a unique kind of like our twist on dinner. So this Christmas we actually had hot pot. Uh, shout out to my roommates. It was actually super good. Like we had so much food. That's last awesome. Night. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, we just had Chinese hot pot, just like chilled, chatted. You know, it was really nice. That's and really we had cool. Some yeah, nice yeah. Christmas music going. Um, nice. So, yeah. Was it was it, really was it American Christmas music or was it like Christmas music from other countries? So it was. So my French friend had the had the music set up. So it was like your classic Christmas tunes and then mix in with like some French Christmas tunes as well. And then we like, like went into just music, you know, like all kinds of music. I don't know. The, like, if you, if you ever get a chance to look at or listen to Spanish Christmas songs, they are nothing mm -hmm. like American Christmas carols. They're like super traditional. Okay. Um, they're mainly like super religious. So, I haven't listened to them in a while, so it even sh it even shocks me when when I when I listen to them. But yeah, we used to listen to them growing up all the time. Yeah, I remember when we were in PC. Like, I used to feel the Christmas vibe way more there mm -hmm. because you remember we went to go to eat at Ray, yeah. and then they'd be like playing Christmas music for like I don't know, like two months before it actually started. So, like, I feel like once I've moved here, it's just like because it's not the same, you know, like I'm just at home doing my own thing. So it doesn't feel like Christmas as much as it would at PC, I think. And the movies that they played in the dining hall too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep. Yep. PC had a really nice vibe and, you know, and we lived so close to the chapel and yeah, it was very nice. But anyways, uh, so now that 2020 is wrapping up, um, I just wanted to ask you, so of course, this has been an anomalously weird and like depressing and like hard year for everyone. But very strange year. What would you say is like your highlight of the year? You know, like what do you think? Like you close your eyes, like first thing comes to your mind. So in September we got married. I'd say that that was definitely the highlight of the year, um, and along with it, congratulations. The, the uh, thank you. <laughs> the uh Florida. by we you don't mean you and me you mean <laughs> yes you yes and yeah. Tara, right? exactly exactly <laughs> no satyam and i yeah, are yeah, not yeah. married <laughs> um, 
Um, and along with <laughs> yeah. that, the the Florida Disney trip. We we spent um, a week and a half. Um, well, we drove down from North Carolina to Florida, and then we spent some time in Sanibel, which is where we got married, and then Disney for a week, which was awesome. It was awesome um, knowing what Disney looks like in a non-COVID year. Um, it was weird to be there because there are no people. Everything is super strict. Uh, but yeah, it was it was still fun. Less people, so less lines, and that's that's an awesome thing. Right, exactly. In, in Disney, amazing. yeah. Um, another thing, definitely launching the podcast. I think it was it was a great idea we had. Um, it gets us talking to and watching movies and reviewing them. So I think that was that was definitely one of the highlights from this year. Um, and overall, I mean, I've been working from home since March, I think. So I spent less time commuting. So I've been able to to spend more time doing stuff like with hobbies, guitars, reading, podcasts, among others, and just exercising more. And even though even though it has been a hard year, it's just I've been able to spend some time doing things that have made me feel better, kind of offset the the depression of it. Not not that um, I I have depression or anything, but it's just the the not spending time with people where where we're all social animals. So we need we need that aspect of it. What about yours? It was actually weird. So coming into twenty twenty, I had a different. I was like my expectation of twenty twenty was completely different because. Among a few things, so I was, so I, um, in May, I passed my third year exam for my PhD degree. Uh, so I'm a candidate now and I have two more years to go before I defend. So my initial plan coming into 2020 was actually to travel back to Nepal after I was done with that exam. Um, of course it didn't pan out. Um, I, I didn't go there. And then I had like three more really cool conferences set up, um, for school as well. Uh, one was in New Mexico, one was in Germany, actually, and that was like fully paid. So I was really excited because, you know, like, I mean, I lived in UK, but I was like super young, so that doesn't really count. But then I was excited because this would be my first like legit trip to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and it was like, I had a, I had a grant for it and everything. So, um, that, and then, uh, in December, actually, there was a, there's a, a conference called Pacific Chem. So, it's a it's a chem conference in Hawaii, uh, and that would be like taken care of as well. So, literally, like coming into twenty twenty, I was so excited. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah. okay, I have to travel to all these places, including home. Um, didn't pan out. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah. So because of COVID, I've just been stranded here, and. I must say I am lucky to be living in San Diego. Like it's yeah. not the worst place to be stranded in, you know. Definitely not. Yeah. Um it's super nice outside. Uh we surfed the last couple of days um which I mean not in many places you can say that during the winter. So Right. Uh but overall uh it's been good. Uh it's been good. School's going okay. Um thankfully I've been able to work like remotely when it was super strict and then um, once the school figured out a good system, um, we've been going to lab, uh, of course, being super careful, like, mm-hmm. uh, testing regularly and making sure social distancing is maintained, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a good year, but I mean, the highlight would definitely be, um, the start of this podcast as well. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been, it's been super fun. It's something we've talked about, but we never kind of got around doing. And I'm happy that we actually said like, 
let's start it you know and it's been super fun so far so yeah so hey it's been a good year i mean not the best year oh of course um the presidential election was this year too yeah um that time was like a very weird turmoily kind of time um it's still transitioning so we'll see in the next months ahead how things will turn out but i'm hopeful it's been um, I know so I know yeah. I know that people say that it's not been an eventful year but like if you look at the big scope of things in the news oh, and yeah. you know so in a, from a social aspect I think it has been a pretty eventful year maybe not not for the best but yeah it's been definitely some history And it's been a historic year too exactly. like I was just about to say it, yeah history's going to remember this year as mm-hmm. the year of covid and I don't know the period of covid if it's not going to be done like you know soon but yeah so things to look forward in 2021 now that we are six days away from from waving 2020 goodbye what what are some of the things that you're looking forward to yeah so uh of course it's kind of similar to what i said before about 2020 so again again nothing is set on stone um but traveling to see uh you and you know all 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 our pc friends would be great like i wish i i hope that uh works out it's going to be in june right yeah um june. and then yeah and then traveling uh home as well so hopefully by summer we have the vaccination situation um going well and then covid cases under control and a good transition to joe biden and everything so i'm really hoping to go home um really miss my family it's been like two years now um mystery as well so really looking forward to that um among other things i mean i'm looking forward to some great shows some great um uh you know movies although movies are weird right now for sure um mostly all to streaming and then of course continuing our podcast of course how about you yeah i was just it's funny because i read the other day i was listening to another podcast and they were saying that um, with this bill that they're trying to sign, there's a bunch of money that's going to theaters and they didn't yeah. agree that it should go to theaters, especially because the industry's kind of changing. And it's interesting that HBO Max is just carrying a lot of the new movies and Disney Plus too. Uh, Soul, uh, the Pixar, the new Pixar movie comes out today and it's going oh, straight, dude, yeah. straight I'm to, excited to watch yeah, Soul. And it's going yeah. straight to Disney Plus. So... I don't know. I think it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with theaters and, and entertainment in the next in the next few years because it's the industry has had to adapt so quickly um, this year. But yeah, um, like you said, we're doing our wedding reception in June, so hopefully the vaccine is is all set or the people that are going to come um, are all good to go there. So it'll be great to see everyone. Yeah. Hopefully Shreya can come. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the podcast definitely. And again, I know that we're we're gonna get more followers. Um, we just opened up the the Instagram Dude, account. We're a, we're a growing family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be a good year. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing from more people through the podcast, uh, sending us either reviews, comments, um, ideas, anything anything that will help us out. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm overall, I'm looking forward to next year. So let's come to our, our focal point of this podcast and the reason we are doing it. Nicholas Cage. So first of all, 
I just want to ask you if anything stood out for you about him this year, about his movies, uh, just his life in general, or anything that you kind of learned in your recent memory that, like, I don't know, look, it, like, shines out to you. Yeah. So when we started doing it, um, I was trying to find him in social media in case he posted regular stuff, and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I think we we might have touched um, touched on this in either prior episodes of just, or just us talking. But he he does not like social media, which is really interesting because there's people, you know, that advocate to delete Facebook, delete Instagram, all this stuff. But um, he says that he is more of a proponent to to um, form relationships in person. And he he does not like he does not like reading stuff online. So in that sense, he's completely unplugged, which I think is really interesting. And I think it goes to show that he he's more more of a down to earth person than than we think i think it's also it's also it, it kind of shocks me when i see another picture of him because it's like oh my god someone caught him in the wild or something like that you know it, it's not like they're advertising themselves um constantly like some some other celebrities do on instagram so that is that is definitely um something that i found really interesting about him and um i know that we've spoken about this but i am very excited for the new netflix show that's coming Especially because we we had seen the announcement of the Joe Exotic thing, but we haven't really seen anything about it. We haven't. I mean, on IMDb, I think it's it's still called Unentitled Joe Exotic Project. Yeah, and it's, um, so, it's in pre-production phase still, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited because we have a trailer now. It's coming out on January 5th in 11 days. Um, so it's something that we're going to be able to talk about really, really soon. Hopefully we can weave it into the episode somehow, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, the feedback so far for the episode has been for, not for the episode for the from the trailer has been great. Um, seems like people are are getting really excited, and I hope that it starts a relationship with Netflix because some Netflix shows with Nick Cage would be awesome. For me, 2020. Um, when I think back and when I think about Nick Cage, I think. The, something that stands out and it actually um, is what kind of got me thinking about doing this podcast or something like like I was just surprised was I actually saw a Reddit post of a guy who actually watched all his movies and put them in categories um, of what he thought they were like. And I was really intrigued. And yeah, and we, we were talking about this um, and like this is kind of got it rolling for me, like mentally as well. I'm like. That sounds like a really fascinating idea, you know, to follow his um, his journey, pretty much. Um, and, you know, so I, I'm glad we started on that. But that was a really cool moment that I still remember. It wasn't recently. It was like a while back. Um, but yeah, uh, another thing that kind of stands out to me is there's a movie called Color Out of Space. Um, I'm sure you've know, you know about this, but it's... Uh, H.P. Lovecraftian shorts. It's based on a uh, Lovecraftian short story. Uh, I haven't seen it, actually. I I heard about it recently, and it's something I want to watch, like, over the next couple of days. Um, maybe I can, um, uh, in the next episode, I can get back on this and just talk about, like, how I thought or what I thought. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen the movie. I think it's it might be on Prime. I read the book because we have we have a like an H.P. Lovecraft um, collection, and I was flipping through it and I noticed Color Out of, out of Space, 
because I've read Call of Cthulhu, but I haven't really read any other of his stories. And Color Out of Space um, stood out to me because I know that it's it was a Nick Cage movie. The book, or not the book, it's it's like it might be like a seven or eight page uh, short story. It was really good. It's it's fascinating how H.P. Lovecraft was able to to make an entire setting so so um, like so enveloping almost like you you you're you get inserted into the story um yeah highly recommend it's it very you, immersive. yeah it, extremely immersive um if you haven't read it i recommend you you do that before you watch the movie so mm -hmm. you can compare them so actually i think uh you i mean you and i share a lot of um i don't know things in common i think hp hp lovecraft is definitely one of them because i remember us talking about him and his work back in college as well and I remember having a sh having a little book of short stories. I know I read them all. I just don't remember if Color uh, Out of Space was one of them. Because um, it doesn't ring a bell. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But I'm still excited to watch the movie. I, I've definitely, I definitely remember reading Call of uh, Cthulhu. Um, and I remember being like extremely fascinated, but also like kind of disarmed by it. Because it's, it's kind of jarring, you know, like it's, it's just classic Lovecraft. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch that movie. I think I've heard good things about it. So I don't like watching trailers, so I don't know like what it's going to be about so much, but yeah. Yeah. And HP Lovecraft was from Providence or he lived in Providence. So that's also, yes, added, yes, yes. We bonus. talked about this as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, I'm super happy, um, that he's going to take on the role of Joe Exotic um for the tiger king movie that they're making i think that that one is amazon right i think it's also netflix really i think mm. so because i know be wrong, history of swear words is definitely netflix but i thought the joe exotic one was amazon but anyways it might I, be it might be amazon because netflix did yeah. the actual documentary and then it would be interesting right, if right, prime right. is doing like the kind of like a response yeah. to it yeah yeah, I think so. But I, in either case, I'm super excited. Although I don't, it's probably not going to come out in 2021. Um, yeah, probably not. Which is fine, which is fine. Uh, but I'm still super excited about that. Um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the, the Netflix show, though, History of Swear Words. Um, that looks super fun. It's like educational. Um I'm super fascinated to learn um, how, you know, swear words came to be, like what they mean to people, how it is in society and all of that. And like how certain things are taboo versus others are not. I think it's going to be a fascinating series. And of course, you add Nicolas Cage and just like enhances everything. So I'm I'm actually really and it's it's going to come out soon. Like it's in the uh, it's in the 5th of January. Right. So. So I'm super excited about that. Really looking forward to it. And like we said last time, like uh, we may do a mini series um, for that as well on the side, like depending on how we like it. We might have to do an explicit version. I know that we that we had tried not to oh, curse yeah, during yeah, the yeah. episodes, but seeing that yeah. the nature of it is yeah. cursing, so <laughs> that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys like the idea, or if you have any feedback, please let us know. Um, we are down to try some doing something um, with that. But yeah, let's also talk about. Um, so we've we've watched a few of his movies so far. Um, pretty much all of them are from the early 80s and it 
is about his young uh, career, the start of his career. So I just want to ask you, what is your, although we have talked about this, just to kind of quickly reiterate, what is your favorite movie so far from what we've seen in the podcast series and why would you say so? So, so far I would say Racing with the Moon. If I had to recommend one movie, it would be Racing with the Moon. I think, and it's also because of Sean Penn. Um, so if I look at the story and the characters, I'd say I'd say that one definitely. Um, it's a great look at the at the start of each of uh, of the two actors' uh, career, the beginning of them, um, and the story too is also really really well done. I think it's a, it's a love story and then it's a friendship story, and and it works. I mean, it works well. Definitely one of my favorite movies. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I agree. I think mine was also Racing with the Moon, but. Just to not like, not to reiterate what you s- just said, because I completely agree with you. I think one of my favorite highlights of the movies I've seen so far is uh, the Cotton Club because of the um, the art performances. I was actually super fascinated. I'm like I said in that episode as well. I'm not familiar with um, how the scene was. I'm not super into jazz. Like I know it, you know it was a huge thing. Um, so to get like a brief window into that through that movie to get a taste of it was really fascinating i think and yeah i i i agree and i'm hoping soul the 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 disney movie can capture some really nice jazz as well yeah definitely that's just fantastic yeah and the movie the movie is just so different from any of the others too you know it's it features the show business of the 1920s or yeah the 1920s 1930s and the other ones, although some, I think we watched one that it does take place earlier in in the 20th century, but none, none of them quite is like, is quite like that. It, it's just unique in its own way. And I, I said this last, last time, I think I was unnecessarily harsh on it. Every time I, I think, I still think about that movie. Um, I do, I do appreciate it more um, now after having watched it and, and thought about it more. Definitely. For sure, for sure. And it also reminded me of when I watched The Great Gatsby. Uh, of course, The Great Gatsby is a way later movie. So I don't know if it's fair to compare The Cotton Club to Great Gatsby. You know, it should be the other way around. But honestly, like, I'm super fascinated by period pieces. And um, this movie was definitely like a period piece of, you know, that era um, before after world war one and like this boom in uh especially western america um and uh before world after world war one and before world war two so it's it's very fascinating so i really enjoyed that so for me um only isolating nicholas cage uh, i would say i think he's carried birdie the best so far like um performance wise and maybe it's unfair uh, to pick it or to you know judge the other movies because again we are at a period of his career where he just started like I think once it's he's still in his ramp up phase and maybe after a point like in the 90s or in the 2000s he'll hit a plateau and then it's going to be up and down up and down you know um, and maybe it's more fair to judge him then but in this first period of course I feel like as he pl- does more movies he's just going to get better and then there's also the thing about him being in Francis Ford Coppola movies versus not, you know, 
Um, but for me, definitely his performance in Birdie was the best. Um, uh, followed very closely by his performance in uh, Racing with the Moon, I think, because both of them were really well done. Although my only... Uh, the reason I choose Birdie is because Sean Penn just sto- stole the uh, the spotlight in Racing with the Moon, whereas in Birdie, I feel like um, he does a really good job. Al- although Matthew Modine is pretty good as well. Um, Nicolas Cage does a really good job. Yeah, I actually thought that Birdie was also his best performance, but I was thinking about Valley Girl well, he, where he co-hosts, or not co-hosts, co-stars. I think if we had been... If, say that the last movie that we watched would have been um, the um, Rumblefish movie. I would have said Valley Girl, but um, Birdie. I think I think he definitely steals it. And I, I said this. I said this last time. The monologue that he gives at the end, it was just so good. Um, and I think like you, like you just said, it's just um, him kind of making his my making his um, his footprint be seen in in the in the industry. Um, I was, I, I watched, um, a brief interview today with him, um, a while ago. I think this was in 1986 and he was talking about how he had to change his name. Um, and it's because he wanted to, he obviously wanted to make his own, his own path without the, without his uncle's, um, kind of boosting there because, because it's very easy to see that last name and say, oh, he's he's famous because because his uncle is one of the greatest um, directors of all time. So, so I think that also shows something about his character. Like like I had mentioned before, I think he's a down to earth guy and is willing to prove himself because he knows he can. And I think it's fascinating for his role uh, in Birdie, uh, how committed he was to understand the role better, to feel. So um, I, I I forget if we talked about this last time, but he actually. Uh, prepared really hard. So for the post-war scenes, he actually kept his face under the bandage for like, I don't know, like a couple of weeks or something. And when he got them out, he actually had like some kind of infection and um, like he had to take care of that after. He got two teeth pulled out without anesthesia to feel that pain and to get into the role of it. Uh, he lost 15 pounds, you know, like he actually committed. And of course, like these days we know method, method act actors to be like, you know, like Daniel Day-Lewis or Christian Bale or like, you know, these guys that really get into the role of it. Um, but for, you know, for the 80s, I think the fact that Nicolas Cage was so committed for this role and really wanted to prove himself and did a great job, um, I think is very admirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. So I think... That should conclude our episode for today. You know, just a light chat, just to kind of wrap up the year and um, just talk about what we want to look forward to. I think our podcast is going to stay the same. So uh, we're going to continue um, giving weekly episodes, uh, following the movie according to the uh, the credits and the, the years that they come through chronologically. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, we also were thinking of uh, doing a special at the end of each decade to, again, like reflect back on the decade. And um, we want to like kind of understand what he was going for, how he did, and then kind of um, just round out the decade as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that when we're, although we're nowhere near um, yeah, no. the end of the 80s. We, right have, now. we have a while to go.
Yeah. Uh, but just keep in mind that that's going to happen. Um, and then, yeah, I'll let you do your outro. As always, you can write to us at theuncaging at gmail.com. Um, we have a new Instagram. It is the.uncaging on Instagram. And um, we haven't really posted any, any, anything yet. We don't want to, you know, spam people. But we'll be posting stuff about the episodes coming up, um, any news that we find, any videos or stuff like that. Um, so give us a follow, share it, and we'll be sharing stuff on our on our personal ones too when we when we release any episodes like we've been doing so so yeah uh looking forward to 2021 and hopefully we can we can get more listeners and more followers and and just keep on keep on keeping on and entertaining people with this honestly like my hope is we infect um others like our listeners with the same love that we have not only for nicholas cage right nicholas cage i think is a vehicle for um, appreciating art. I, th I mean, these movies are, are art pieces and time pieces. I mean, The Cotton Club taught me how like the 20s and 30s were in America. I didn't, I would never have known if I hadn't watched that movie. Like, you know, I wasn't taught it. Like, I don't know. Um, so I think these are, these movies are really nice kind of capsules to understand what the time was like, like what the movie is trying to convey. I mean, like all movies. So um, I honestly just would be really happy if everyone appreciated his work and through his work, you know, just movies as art in general. So, yeah, I, I hope that really happens. I hope everyone enjoys our podcast, watches these movies and then comes in uh, in the analysis. Um, please send us emails um, about what you think, um, what you would like to uh, listen in the future. Send us some tidbits like um, whatever you can find on Nicolas Cage. We will appreciate it and we'll um, give a shout out uh, for the fact. So please don't hesitate, hesitate to reach out to us. And it's been super fun and we're going to continue doing it in 2021. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, have a, have a Merry Christmas today and then have a great, um, have a great New Year. And we'll see you in 2021. Absolutely. See you in 2021. Have a nice year ahead, everyone. And see you on the other side. Boom.